in this week's Complaint Corner, Ant-Man, Nintendo Switch 2, and some other shit. This is Critically Complained. Hi, I'm Adam, and this is Steve, and first we're going to talk about Ant-Man. So, it's a bit of a slow news week, not even going to pretend otherwise, uh, so we're going to talk about things that under normal circumstances I probably wouldn't bother. Uh, so, Ant-Man Quantumania uh, will not have T.I., the rapper, uh, return, that's the black guy who's like a member of uh, Ant-Man's trio of friends, you know, uh, the guy multiple... that pushed the space bar that one time. Oh, no, that wasn't even him. Uh, the guy that drove no, the van? No, yeah, wasn't even him. The guy that drove the van. No. Wait. I actually don't even think he did that. The, I think that that was The guy Luis. that stole the cop car as a distraction? Yes. That there is, we go. Yes, there we go. We that. found it eventually. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he is not going to be returning to Ant-Man 3 Quantumania, which I really like as a, as a title. We didn't... That kind of like got lost in the shuffle earlier, but I like Quantumania. It's a very, I think it's, it's it's a very Ant Man movie's name, definitely. Exactly, like it, it just feels right for this for this franchise. It feels like, like goofy like, you know pseudoscience, what? like they're doing. Exactly, that's, that's the kind <laughs> like of thing fits. that I, Ant Man like, would call it. <laughs> Precisely, but uh, I I. I didn't really care that much about T.I.'s character. Like, I thought he was fine and mildly entertaining. Like, I didn't, like, actively dislike him. I think you didn't really like any of Ant-Man's friends. No, they're all wallpaper. They don't need to be there. The the whole assembling of the team was pointless. (laughs) Like, the only one that was good was... I don't remember the guy's name now. Uh, The the guy that does the voice... Louise, thank you. The one that does the the goofy voiceover things. That's that's good for a gaffe, but, you know, I could definitely live without the rest of the team mysterious uh no exactly western european or eastern european accent man and and texas instruments i didn't need either of them honestly if i had never read this news article and if uh his character was just not in ant-man 3 and they just didn't mention it at all i probably wouldn't have even noticed like, i've been like oh yeah as evidence that guy was as there. evidenced by the fact that it took us three tries to remember what he did in the movie <laughs> it's true <laughs> I, I, I kind of I kind of feel bad for the guy, but also it's like, I mean, you know, just because you're accused of something doesn't necessarily mean you did it, but it's like, mm, sounds like sounds like this guy's a sexual assaulter, so it's like, eh, <laughs> like, well, like, then, I don't, like, no. I don't know, but I'm not too upset about it. <laughs> like, whatever. Him not being there, the, not, the, not the sexual assault part. You're not upset about him not being there. Oh, God, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm not upset about him not <laughs> important, being there. <laughs> important, important <laughs> to, to, to be clarify. Clear. <laughs> oh god that yeah taken out of taken in the wrong context that would be really very bad yes no no sexual assault is always bad just to be clear <laughs> but uh that's a hot take adam yeah hot, i know i know i'm gonna there's gonna be a lot of really we're gonna lose a lot of subscribers voice. over that one <laughs> uh but uh I, I i think we're just gonna move on now so uh our I, next piece of news i can't believe is, we couldn't figure out where he was in the movie that's so perfect. I know, right? It's amazing. Like, it's like, ah, yeah, that guy. Who? What did he do again? Like, like I, I can clearly I, picture his, the... him in the movie. I know he's there, but yeah, I keep yeah. replacing him in places where the other random crewmen were. And it's like, oh, okay, they are different, I guess. One of them, you know, mentions, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
Rubery. Uh, Rubery. That's oh, the one. Baba Yaga? Well, no, no. I was I talking remember... about how he says robbery funny, but yeah. He does talk about Baba oh, Yaga in the second oh. movie. In the second one. Uh, what does T.I.'s character do in the second one? I can't think of a single uh, thing. You got me again. I... I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> like, like, I don't remember. I'll take I've forgettable characters for 300, Alex. Twice? I think I've only seen Ant-Man 2 twice. So, like, eh. I'll give you $100 but... if you tell me what his name in the movie was. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I could literally. Unless I Googled it, I could not possibly tell you. Perfect. I have no idea. Perfect. Uh, well, he will not be missed, right, it well, sounds gonna... like. Yeah. No, too bad. So sad. Uh, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and that is that uh, Marvel's The Avengers, that's the video game, uh, is getting a rework uh, shortly. Uh, Crystal Dynamics announced that they are going to be reworking the leveling system to... Uh, the, the end result is to uh, make, e- make it take three to five more hours to fully level up a character. And, that, and there's... Six characters in the original game. There's one deal, and there's going to be two DLC characters. So that's a total of eight characters. So if you haven't picked up the game yet, or if you haven't leveled everybody up, this could easily add as much as 12 hours of additional game time just to fully level up the game. Oh, characters. man. They're giving me a free 12 hours of content for nothing? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So this I, is a scam. <laughs> I am so angry because of how much I actually do like this game. I so mad. <laughs> like, why would you possibly do this? And In what it's, universe? It's such a fucking power play, too, because it's like, yeah, I mean, it's you guys are just too stupid to understand leveling. So we've made it harder for you to level. So you don't have to deal with oh, it yeah. as much. It's awesome. Their explanation is just so, the best. Yeah. Let, their official explanation is that they were trying to make the leveling system more simple uh, because... Oh, God. What, what, how, how Poopy dum-dum dunderheads can't uh, level up properly because they're stupid and water-headed, and they don't know things. Okay, good. it's not quite that simple. That's what they think of you. Uh, character, pe- players were leveling up two to three times per mission, uh, and the Crystal Dynamics people decided that they thought that was too much, and so they wanted it to be so it happens about one time per mission, so, to make it so that you don't have to constantly check your skill points in while you're in the middle of a mission. Which I sort of, in a really weird way, if I squint, sort of understand what they're, what they're trying to say, but, I, but not really. That just sounds like a complex rationalization for them to pad the game that already does not have enough content and has not yeah, had enough content Yeah, it's a backwards rationale because if you were leveling up three times in a mission, right, and you didn't do anything with those skill points, obviously the level doesn't matter because if you weren't grasping to, for victory without every skill point you could possibly have, you obviously don't need to continuously do it all the time. So doing it at the end three times is not a big deal, and this is just backwards it rationale to try to big deal. explain it. I mean... Honestly, I loved it when I had a bunch of skill points when I was playing the game because then I could just like, just like pow, 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 and suddenly my character is substantially better. Like, I don't, I really, really do not understand where they're coming from with this. Like, it's just. Well, well it's they're, so where they're bizarre. coming from is the longer it takes you to do something without you a noticeable change, is the longer you're engaged with a product and the longer they can get more money out of you. 
I mean, no, I, you're right. That's, that's actually that's why. That's exactly what they're doing. They're just padding the game. And it's like, they're because padding they the game right you. before right before their next big content drop. And it's like, wait, so is this new content drop not even going to be worth playing? Or it's, is it going to be relatively short? I mean, the... I'd uh, argue it's both. I, whatever. The first one, the Kate Bishop DLC, like... I basically picked up the game for, like, three days to play the Kate Bishop DLC. I freely admit that I did have a good time playing it. It was fun. But then I stopped because there wasn't anything to do anymore, and it was just grinding until the end of, of Infinity, and I didn't want to do that, so I stopped. And I have a feeling that's exactly what's going to happen with this new DLC, except it's going to take even longer. Go fuck yourself, Crystal Dynamics. Like, it's just rude. Like, I... Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I think the, I think the best part, because I, I, I did a little bit about this one, and I, you know, I did my due diligence, because this one sounded hilarious. And my understanding is the level-up process only slows down after a certain point, right? Like, at a certain level, it yes, starts to get slower? Correct. Okay. So their explanation yeah. of uh, leveling up is overwhelming and confusing if you don't know what's going on only makes sense if you're new to the game and don't know how it works yet. If you've made it to 25 or whatever the number I remember it being was, you probably know how the game works. So it wouldn't make any sense to make the later levels take lo extra long to do to space out the level ups and stop the confusion. Unless, of course, you were trying to keep moving the goalposts so people could never get to the end and had to, you know, artificially lengthen the time they spend with your terrible product. Just a thought. I mean, you're... you're that's literally what it is. Like, they can they can rationalize and they can lie and they can say whatever the fuck they want to say. But at the end of the day, they did this purely so that they could make the game take more time so that us players are spending more time and more money playing their fucking game. And it's, it's just so rude. And I hate it. I, I honestly, like... I think I'm pro- it's like I already spent the money buying this fucking game, so I'm probably going to play it again when uh, the Hawkeye DLC drops, but, like, unless it's really, really fun, I'm not gonna, like, invest a lot of time and energy into this. Like, the way I see it, I've already spent the money, so why not play it, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, well, if for no other reason I, than because I like the story. Well, the reason not to play it is not to be a part of the machine, Adam. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to spend any more money, so go. who gives a okay, shit? Okay, but... Okay, unless you really, 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 honest to God, like playing that game, I can't... St I do! <laughs> okay. That's the problem! Okay, well, <laughs> It's a fun game! Well, all right, carry the on, then, I guess. The gameplay is genuinely fun! Ugh. Well, then, Adam, the, the uh, I, one... I guess you're just going to have to get angry. Just, just get angry. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm already there, so I just... Mm -hmm. I don't know what. God damn it! I'm not gonna like, tell you to write your congressman because I, I wouldn't even know what to tell him, tell you to write him about. It, but I need you to get just, mad. It just, it just blows my mind that they, like, after all this time, they're still pulling all of the shenanigans. Like, it's like, I, I could, I could be forgive. I tried to be forgiving early on. I tried to be forgiving and be like, okay, there's a pandemic. Like, oh, that's no fucking know, excuse. The DLC is. The DLC is coming, like, it's fine, you know, it, the game, the gameplay is fun, it'll, you know, once the new content drops, it'll get better, but at this point, it's like, it's been almost, what, six months? 
it's been almost six months and you've only released one DLC yeah, pack so and there's Adam, still jack all to do. Uh, yeah, that's there's only t- There's only two fucking villains in the game. Yeah. Like, so, what Adam, the actual that's, fuck? That, that's not being forgiving. That's being part of the problem. You're right. If somebody, You're fucking if right. somebody came to you and they sold you, like, I don't even know, uh, a house, and it's only got three walls, and they said, don't worry, the rest of the walls are coming later and it's going to be awesome, you wouldn't buy that house, would you? No, I wouldn't. Okay, well no. then you should never forgive somebody for selling you an incomplete product for the cost of a complete product. Ever. That's, that's, no, you know that's what? their Fine. fault. You know I mean? No, you're right. You're fucking right. Yeah. If it wasn't ready, no. they shouldn't sell it. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So there you go. I, really, the only so get reason mad. I bought it, the only reason that I pre-ordered that game was so I could get the Steelbook for it because the Steelbook was very nice. That was, uh, the only, that was like the main thing. I okay. know that that doesn't. Well, make you sense know what? Let's else. let's put I this know. in a positive light, Adam. You weren't buying a broken video okay. game. You were buying a collectible. That's true. There you go. And it's a nice collectible. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I got a. Uh, I got a stupid. half-baked video game as like a as, as like a freebie a extra prize. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the Happy Meal yeah, toy that comes with the food. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I honestly, I think, would have been happier if I had gotten a decent Happy Meal toy. Well, they <laughs> don't have any of those anymore. Fine. Dude, have you tried to get a Happy Meal toy lately? Those Pokemon cards are gone. Uh, I have not. I have not tried to... I have not gotten a Happy Meal toy in years. Okay, well, there's Actually, Pokemon cards the in them time... now, and uh, people are buying them by the pallet, so... That makes sense, yeah. I think the last time I bought a, a, a uh, Pokemon... What the fuck? Uh, I bought a McDonald's Happy Meal toy was uh, when they had, like, a bunch of Mario ones, and my ex, like, wanted all of them. I still don't know why uh, they wanted you know, all you of just them. You buy the you can just buy the toys, right? You don't even need to buy the food. Yeah, can... and we would. We, okay. Yeah, that's, like... All right, just checking. go in there and... Just like, checking. Yeah, it was, it was really weird. I don't know why. Because, you know, I love my four-piece chicken nuggets, too, but, you know, maybe you just get the toy you want and give them the $3 it costs to buy that plastic thing. Or, or whatever it costs to buy Happy Meal toys. Which is, I don't like, even know. so hilarious because I'm pretty sure that McDonald's toys uh, cost about, like, three cents to make. Like, if I mean, that, like, it's, like, definitely, it's a fucking joke. Definitely. <laughs> like, what the... <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, which is that uh, a new Nintendo Switch is reportedly being made. Now, we sort of knew about this already. Like, it's been rumored for a long time. Uh, but now we have an official report. It's still not confirmed, but there is now an actual report, and there is actual specs. So we know that it will have a bigger touchscreen uh, than the original version, and it apparently is going to have 4K output when docked. And Steve, is there, like, any way in hell that you are going to buy a new Nintendo Switch, like the Nintendo Switch 2 uh, or whatever? Am I in a universe where it? I own the Switch that I own? Yeah, the, I'm just curious. Then no. Probably not, right? <laughs> yeah. I consider this to be like, because Nintendo's, well, I guess everybody's a big fan of doing this, where they just have like the next version of the same generation of console come out and it's just, you know, better, but like it does all the same shit you know like the 3ds or the the 2dsi or the ps yeah the xbox mm-hmm. 360 elite or the to ps4 slim or whatever they were called like it pro, does the same shit pro, that was pro yeah, yeah, yeah whatever it, it, it does the same thing i don't care as long as mine works i'm never gonna get a new one so 
this doesn't interest what me. Do you think, but do you think I should just do you think I should just wait it out for the PS5 Pro? Because at this point, I feel like I'm never going to get a PlayStation. Uh, well, the 5, PS5 so. Pro is not going to come out for like five more years, so I doubt it. Mm. Yeah, that's true. God damn it. <laughs> I think I think I mean it might take that long for you to get a hold of one. I don't know, but. I wouldn't bank on that as being the option. I, I Although, if they're out at the same time, yeah, get the, I get still, the pro. Oh. I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll wait that long. I mean, it's not like I can get a PS5 right this second. I mean, are you actively looking for Assassin's it, or are you Creed just Valhalla. waiting it to, for it to come to you? I'm I'm looking for it. I mean, okay, I haven't been looking for it as aggressively as I used to, but I like, I'll, like, check Amazon, or I'll check Best Buy. Like, I don't, I don't care enough to, like be like checking all the websites and like go you know being like who has it in style like i i don't i don't want to i mean you don't got to be crazy people. about it but you can call in and be like hey such and such store are you getting any of those in the future and they'll be like yes i'm getting three of them in the next shipment then you can account for that in your life rather than like i suppose that's true not having yeah, one and having a game for it that you can't play I don't recommend yeah. you go to yeah. any like uh, ebay or anything because those people are trash and you should never ever ever contribute to that i but... am not I will not uh, pay a bunch of scalpers uh, to... No, I won't do that. Absolutely not. No. I will not be a part of that particular problem. I refuse. <laughs> That's very big of you. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm, you know, a scholar and a saint. And yeah, I'm sure your should. parents are proud. <laughs> Mom, Dad, I didn't uh, buy a PS5 on eBay. And they're like, wow, thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, man, that reminds Such me. A I've paragon. got a story that I have got a story to tell you about my parents Ooh. or specifically it, my dad later. Is it the Adam Family Story Hour? I love the Adam Family Story Hour. Oh, man. Do you, do you want to just hear it now? <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. Slot it right in. It's oh probably appropriate. It's probably appropriate. It's fine. Uh, okay. So my dad was complaining about the Mandalorian because cool. he was all... He, he was all mad about it because it each episode has like the same basic premise or whatever. It's like, you know, Mando wants something from someone that someone says, yeah, I'll do this thing for you, but only if you do me, do this thing for me. This guy's never played a Zelda game before. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. No, I don't (laughs) think he has played a Zelda game before, but that's a whole other separate conversation. And he was complaining about this and he's, and I was like, well, yeah, that's the premise. I was like, you know, that's, Oh my goodness. Rude. Uh well yeah, that's the premise. Like the the whole point of the game or game, oh my god. <laughs> the whole point of the show is that you know each episode begins with the same basic idea but then it, you know, things change after that, you know? Uh and I I use the example of Star Trek. I was like it's like Star Trek, you know? It's it's this this guy who's traveling the universe doing different things like it's not it's not the kind of show that has like a super heavy overarching plot there is an overarching plot but it's i think the term you're looking for is episodic episodic yes it's an episodic show that's what i was trying to fucking tell my father um and he was just like no 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 it's completely different with star trek with star trek every episode was different and I was like, Dad, literally every episode of Star Trek begins with the same narration. Like, you, every wait a minute. episode Do you mean of Star the theme Trek song? Has... Well, yeah, I guess it's the, it's the theme so, song. So, yeah, every episode starts with the theme song. 
I, you, but there's narration in the theme song. It's part like, of the theme song, yeah. Every, oh my god, I really, I just don't, I've never really liked Star Trek, but that's a whole other thing. Okay. Also, and this is, wh- this is where it gets really weird, then my dad was just like, was just like, nah, you know, no movies and shows nowadays, like, just aren't as good. There's no dialogue anymore. There's no gripping, like, you know, really <laughs> engaging dialogue with characters who you don't know what they're going to do. And then he whipped out some movie from the 70s called Love Story. I don't even know what the hell that is. And he was saying that that was one of the best movies he'd ever seen. And again, like, it's like, that's, first of all, that's a completely separate genre and fucking conversation than uh, the Mandalorian conversation. Like, that's not the same thing, Father. And then... (laughs) Oh my god. That's not the same thing, Father. I'm still fucking mad about this. And then, he had the audacity to say that the last film that he saw that had really gripping like, characters... Oh my god. Was Avatar. Like, the blue people Avatar. You mean... Fucking Pocahontas? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, you're talking about dances with wolves, but in space? I was like, that's the thing that you're so caught up on? Like, oh, man. The only thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yelling. I got to calm down. No, go on. Get mad. Get mad. Avatar. The only thing about Avatar that's good is the special effects. And they are genuinely fantastic. I'm not going to dispute that, especially at the time. That movie still looks fantastic 10 fucking years, or 10, 12, however many years later. Uh, but that's it. That, like, Avatar is a spectacle film. It is not a character story. Li- oh, yeah, another thing is he was going on and on about how the main character was in a wheelchair and how that, like, said so much about who he was I as mean, a not for most of the movie he wasn't. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, well, first of all, n- yeah, like... He wasn't in a wheelchair for most of the time. And also, the wheelchair thing was barely even important. It all added almost nothing to the story. It didn't matter in the slightest. They barely even mention it. Also, then I was... <coughs> excuse me. Then I was complaining about how... Uh, because both he and my mom then were talking about how much they liked uh, Jake Sully's character. Because... He uh, wasn't a scientist, and the only reason he was there was because his twin brother was supposed to be the Avatar person or whatever, but instead, but he died, and so he had to be there. And I, the only reason that they did that in the way that they did was to have a super contrived reason to have an audience surrogate character. That's the only reason. The only reason that Jake Sully doesn't have um, any experience on Pandora or whatever is so that he can be introduced to Pandora at the same time as the audience. That's it. I mean, That's yeah. the only fucking reason. Like... And it's contrived. And, like, you know, I'm not saying that that's, like, a huge deal. It's not like that's, like, this giant thing that pisses me off about this movie. Whatever. It's fine. It works. But, like, I'm just blown away that my father especially is so, so in love with Avatar. I will never understand his love of Avatar or his love for Fantastic Beasts 2. Gross. My father makes no sense at all. I do not understand how he 
views film and storytelling. I uh, uh, well, in case you're God. speaking of in love, uh, I looked up uh, love story the movie's plot. If you'd like to me to tell you what it's about, I am. Yeah, this is go a ahead. this is a gripper. You've probably never heard this before. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oliver God. Barrett the fourth, the heir to the American upper class East Coast family, is attending Harvard College, where he plays ice hockey. Uh, he meets Jennifer Jenny, Kevin. Cavillary, a quick-witted working-class Radcliffe College student of classical music. They quickly fall in love despite their differences. When Jenny reveals her plans to study in Paris, Oliver is upset that these plans do not figure him do not figure him in. He proposes and she accepts. There you go. What? That's it? I mean, there's more, but I'm not going to keep going. What? It's a rich guy and a okay, poor yeah, lady what? and they meet and fall in love and that's the story. Yeah, that's so fucking like crazy. Tale like, is wow, old what a, time. What a math. Oh yeah. Another thing. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna keep ragging on my dad here. <laughs> uh, my dad uh, loves the Godfather because he calls it, and I'm quoting him here. Uh, he calls the Godfather a masterclass of subtlety, which is just uh, it's so cliche. Like the card is your I, dad. I feel drive. like my dad. Uh, oh god, what car? I, I'm trying to remember, because <laughs> I have the car that they used to drive, it's a Toyota Corolla. Does he have a Prius? But, uh, he's thought about having a Prius, but he does not have a Prius, cool. no. Cool, What is the fuck is I think your dad I'm, might I'm, die from methane poisoning memory. from smelling all his own farts like that. <laughs> he's so far up his own ass. I, you know, honestly, one of these days, I should just have him be on the podcast. <laughs> For the record, my dad's that real cool. That would be cool, great. So. Oh, yeah? yeah? Is that true? That my, is. My dad's pretty cool, but he's also fucking insane, and his opinions don't make any sense, <laughs> and he's not very good at defending them. Awesome. Uh, so, so here we are. Awesome. Ugh, he likes to build God. himself a wall on top of his hill made of sand and just kind of says, no, you're wrong. My dad, awesome. My dad is the personification of an old man yelling at the clouds. That is who <laughs> my father is at his core. <laughs> like That's he cool. just wants so badly to rage against any form of change but also <laughs> he's a progressive like my dad is it's like a study of contrasts uh when you when you really start to analyze my father and i i could spend the rest of my life trying to figure out what the fuck he's talking about <laughs> uh anywho <laughs> delightful godfather's oh not God. that good for the record Neither is Avatar. I have not actually seen Godfather. One of the I should really just bite the bullet and just watch Godfather. I don't know. Maybe it's on HBO or something. I should look that up. Just watch My Blue Harvest. It's a much better mafia movie. <laughs> uh, okay, if you say so. I'm not really into mafia movies. I I just find I just find real life movies, especially real life crime movies, like mostly boring. Like it's just boring. Not always. Not always. There are exceptions, but. Uh, I should I should just watch uh, Godfather with the uh, intention, f like the whole time of destroying. Oh, it's my blue it. heaven. Excuse me, my blue heaven. My blue harvest is the my blue heaven. my blue harvest is the uh, Family Guy Star Wars movie. <laughs> oh, I I knew I had heard of Blue Harvest. Did you know that Blue Harvest was the working title, like the production title for the original Star Wars? That's why. Well, that the, checks out then. That's why the. The Family Guy thing is named that. Yep, there you go. Okay, well, My Blue uh, Heaven. The more you know. The best mafia movie there is. 
Okay, if you say so. Alright. Tell your dad I said that. We're gonna move on to My Blue Heaven is the best mafia movie there is. Mm -hmm. I will. I will tell him that. Okay, you got it. I'm gonna write that down really quick before I forget. Alright, cool. My Blue Heaven. Okay, done. Perfect. Uh, cool, cool. Why is... Oh, that's weird. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So our next piece of news is definitely my favorite piece of news of the day and that's which isn't saying much because we didn't have that much news to talk about we sure didn't uh but uh zack snyder's justice league has leaked online after it accidentally started playing for some hbo max users who were just trying to watch tom and jerry like th so that you know you're sitting there and you click tom and jerry you're gonna sit down and you're gonna watch your <laughs> your little an animated live action weird hybrid kids movie mm -hmm. and instead you get four hours <laughs> of Zack Snyder making bible references <laughs> and that sounds so funny to me like I am trying to picture this in my head I would have loved it if this had happened to me it didn't but how fucking wonderful that would have been that would have been super cool uh, what do you think would you have been upset if you tried to watch Tom and Jerry and instead you started watching Zack Snyder's Justice League? What would you? Well, have, if it was, how would you have reacted? Is the, is the circumstance just those two movies, or is it if I watched the wrong movie and it happened to be this movie? Sure, whatever. Okay. The wrong, well, if I watch, yeah. if I sat down to watch Tom and Jerry and this came on, I'd be way more into that because I don't want to see Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah. So same here. You know. But if you're asking me if. I was watching anything and it whoopsie daisy turned out to be the the Snyder cut. I don't know how I would react to that cuz part of me would have been like, "Huh. I guess this is more worth watching cuz that's hilarious." Or part of me was like, "I should not watch this so that I can be surprised later, but that would be not spoiling the movie for myself when I was watching the movie and that seems like a weird train of thought to have." So I think I would just watch it, I guess. If that makes any sense. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I I I respect that. I personally would be ecstatic. Though that being said, I mean, I I'm like kind of dreading when uh Zack Snyder's Justice League finally premieres on the 18th? because like I'm going to have to set aside oh, I'm sorry, what? On the 18th, I believe is when it comes out. On the yeah, the on the 18th. Yeah, that's correct. Uh I'm like dreading it because I'm going to have to set aside four solid hours. Uh like I'm going to have to schedule pee breaks. Like, I, ah. you know, I, I have to decide whether or not I want to be chemically impaired while I'm watching this movie. Now, if you want the whole like, experience, you know, like, we have to but, talk about it. Are, are we going to review it? Are uh, we doing well, this? Well, we're definitely talking that, about it. I don't know if we're going to review it, because it's yeah. basically just Justice League again. Although, I mean, there's so much... I, well, you know like what? It, I don't know. I don't know, Adam. Probably not anymore. We'll see, I guess. We'll see. I'm so excited. I'm, like... I'm dreading it, but also excited for it at the same time. Ah. It's like it's like getting excited to go down a roller coaster, but it could be a roller coaster, or it could be four hours of watching a man <laughs> pretend to be Jesus. It could be one of those two things. I mean, four <laughs> hours is not just... a not a hard amount of time. I can make that happen easy. Just stay just stay <laughs> up later. You got all that time you're wasting sleeping. Yeah, I can't do that uh, because I I uh, get sleepy very quickly. I'm an old man now. Uh, well, the you, thrilling actions of uh, Justice League will keep you awake. I mean, theoretically, but I mean, 
I've, I've, I almost fell asleep during a uh, fucking Batman v Superman. Like that shit was. <laughs> well, like, that had a lot of colors uh, going on. Well, actually, no, I, I take that back. It did not have a lot of colors um, going on. What? It had a lot of flashing going on. But you know, it. Uh, <laughs> it had a lot of flashing. That's yeah, true. But it wasn't uh, exactly an engaging narrative. No. It so was you know, not. you can be it, forgiven. I mean, you can't be I'm forgiven necessarily, really, but. I'm not really expecting Justice League to be that engaging either. Like, my expectations for this movie are so fucking low. Like, to me, it's just, it's a novelty to even get to see it. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yep. I don't expect it to be good. That's that, that's not necessary. I just want to see Zack Snyder's bizarro vision. Because, I don't know, I find him kind of interesting and weird. Like, why the fuck not? Anyway. Uh, so, uh, that's it for news. I, oh man, I'm still, I'm still trying to imagine watching Tom and Jerry and instead watching Justice League. I hope what happened is some kids, like, their inattentive parents set them up in front of that and they were like, okay, here, here's your virtual babysitter for a while. And they just walk away and they're like, ooh, this isn't Tom and Jerry at all. This is like, you know, punching and stuff. And then those kids, uh, take whatever lessons that movie (laughs) teaches, take to home with them. And then, and then those parents get mad and they try to cancel Batman or, uh, or whatever, whatever you do. No, you can't, they can't do that. Uh, I mean, apparently I think that, uh, HBO said that they like were fixing the problem, like within minutes, like it didn't take them long to figure out that something was wrong. Uh, but I just, I just think that it's still just so funny to me. Like, you know, (laughs) just anyway. So now we are going to move on to, um, my goodness magic hour almost forgot hell yeah um we're gonna move on to magic hour which is the part of the show where steve drags me kicking and screaming through the magic timeline (laughs) and i try desperately to remember anything at all about what the fuck happened in previous uh segments so i wrote down before wipe the land clean yeah and yeah i i'm remembering so there was like a like a group of wizards or whatever and they were, like, threatened by a bad guy who had, like, a nuke or what? It was, like, a some sort of spell or something that was going to wipe the land clean and do all kinds of crazy shit. That's pretty accurate. And so they just did what he wanted, and then he became, like, a king? Am I, if, am I, am I even close? I'm going to give you full credit. That was pretty good. All right. Woohoo! Okay. So that's all I remember. Awesome. I don't remember any any of the names. None of the names. Not a single one. That I don't expect you to. There were a lot of names in that one. Even even if you did remember some of the names, I think it would be uh, for this one. There's no way you would have. There's like eight names in this one. All right. Yeah. So this one does not have a year, but it happens sometime after three thousand AR. Uh, our old buddy Lim Duel is back. Lim Duel defeats Azar and returns, but finds that Chandelar has powerful defenders now uh he starts the wizard war but loses whoops uh samal removes limdul from azar's body and puts him in an artifact that he uses to keep the planar ban around chandelar intact uh arc uh mm. discovers chandelar but is thwarted by samal okay is that it yep Okay, cool. So, wait. So, the guy... I remember Azar. Azar was the guy who got stuck in the... Or, 
somebody else got stuck in Azar's body, and then both of them in the same body were locked somewhere. To that was that the... would be Lim Duel, yes. Oh, Lim Duel. That I couldn't remember that guy's name, but Lim Duel did that. Or wait, Lim Duel was the guy who was trapped in Azar's body, or yes. Lim Duel was the person who locked them both. He would up? be the guy trapped in the body. Okay. Uh, so Lim, so I'm sorry, say that again for me. So Lim Duel was taken out and then he was put somewhere else to protect the realm. Am I? Uh, so if right? you recall from the previous, uh, explanation of these two, they were keeping that guy around to, uh, ban planeswalkers from coming into Chandelar. Uh, so Lim Duel was I extracted that, from yes. that dude's noggin and put into a, a box or whatever. Uh -huh. And that box now has the same effect. Like, That's fantastic. Uh, good, good, good. The, the, the happy endings all around. I'm very. I mean, unless you're Lim Duel, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's evil, right? Uh, yeah, you know, he's he's some well, evil. People have feelings too. Asshole? I don't know. I mean, okay, that's true. You're right. That, but even so, I'm happy that at least Azar is no longer uh, trapped with uh, with uh, evil necromancer bad guy in his head. That's yes. That's good. Happy endings I'm, for most. I'm happy for him. Uh, and I, I don't even remember the rest of it. There was a, oh, some dude started a wizard war and then he lost. Not a wizard war. Tell me the more. The wizard war. The wizard. Oh, tell me more about the wizard war, please. That is my question. Uh, okay. So the long and short of that one is basically that, uh, when Limdul got out, he was like, oh man, well, conquering Chandelar didn't work the first time, but I got a really good feeling about the second time. And he basically just charged into battle against this big organization of other wizards, and they kicked his ass. Oh. Okay. Well... And then they, and then they put him fine, in a box. I guess. Oh. I mean, I guess that that, that makes sense. That tracks with what we were already discussing, mm -hmm. so... All right, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Good. Good. Fuck, the, fuck that it's guy. It's really he hard to evil. wage war against wizards, is all I'm saying. That makes fucking sense. Even if sense, you're a wizard and there's more than one of them, wizards. they're they're gonna win. Mm-hmm. 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 That makes that makes sense. Alright, well, uh, Steve, do you happen to have a humble opinion today? Uh yeah, I got a, I got a couple of little baby ones. I'm gonna decide which one I want to do while you go. Alright, cool. So this one might be a little long. We'll see. I'm gonna try to keep it like, you know, condensed. But um it sucks because I haven't fucking finished the book yet, but I, I just, I have to talk about this. So, I've been reading Alphabet Squadron in, it's a new Star Wars book. Uh, it's Alphabet Squadron colon Victory's Price. I believe that's the full title. It's the final uh, entry in the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. And, well, I have not finished it yet, so I can't fully discuss the ending, but I can say that I've... I really, really enjoy this fucking trilogy. Like, I, it's not my favorite Star Wars trilogy. It's not my favorite Star Wars story. Like, not even by a long shot. But the characters are so real and so well-written, uh, well and there's so much complexity to everything that they've experienced. Like, this whole book, the whole trilogy, basically, is about war and what it does to people. And I feel like that is not something that is often talked about in relation to Star Wars. Like, this is not something that Star Wars delves into very often. Usually, No, it's you just usually like don't see the oppressed people, generally. 
these people aren't oppressed. They're fighter pilots. And it's like, it's from like the soldier's perspective. Oh, okay. Got it. What it got does it, got to it, got it, got it. to fight a war from a few different perspectives. Like one character uh, has always wanted to be a martyr. Like her dream from the beginning was, was to, die? to go out. Well, she wanted to go out in a blaze of glory. She wanted her death to mean something. Got it. She, you know, uh, she she sees Jin Erso from Rogue One as like an ideal that she wants to be like she wants so badly. That's that's, to that's have the Jin's... robot guy that exploded, right? No, Jin is the girl, the main character in Rogue One. Oh, okay. Uh, so she sacrificed everything to right, right, send right. Sure, away sure, the sure, Death sure, Star sure, sure, plans, sure, yep. and then she died. Got it. Uh, that's chess that's the character in this book that's what she wants to be and that's what she's always wanted to be but now uh this whole trilogy is set in the final year of the war so it's like right after endor and then there's one more year uh building up to the battle of jakku um which is from the force awakens that's that's where ray's from is from jakku if you don't i remember. remember is that the like the uh, last fight with the empire then it is yes. Oh, okay. Uh, that is that is the official final fight of the Empire is Jakku. I guess uh, I always considered the Empire just done as soon as the Death Star blew up, but I guess that's not accurate. I guess that wouldn't be done, but it feels like it would be done. Well, that's just that's kind. Of, that's another thing about this book is that like after the em the Emperor died and after the Death Star blew up, like the war was done, but there was still more to do, you know, like the rest of the, the, the following year is just mop up, you know? Yeah. Like who assumes like, right, command gotta... of the empire? Not that the emperor is dead. It's complicated. So basically the empire as a whole, like, like fractures, there's a lot of, uh, there's a Got lot it. of factions and infighting. Who, okay. Who, yeah, there's a lot of factions and infighting. There is one person who eventually who becomes the Grand Ad Admiral and becomes like, okay, like this is the person who's in charge. But then she's very quickly ousted. That's her name is Ray Sloan. That's 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 not important to this particular story, but okay. since you asked, I did. Um, and but this story is about is is about like this one squadron that's that's been hunting down shadow wing and shadow wing is like this elite group of pilots who were at endor got the shit kicked out of them and now they're trying to figure out what the fuck they're gonna do because you know the war's basically over and there's nothing more like you know what th this whole book is answering the question of what does the empire do or how do you justify what the Empire has done once the Empire is no more? And it's just so fascinating and so well-realized. So Shadowing uh, was a part of Operation Cinder, and Operation Cinder was basically the Emperor saying that it's like the Emperor's contingency plan. It's like, if I can't have the galaxy, no one can, it, so sure. he just sends a bunch... He just, like, sends a bunch of people to just, like, destroy planets and, like, depopulate entire planets and shit. And that's what Shadowing did. Shadowing participated in that. They literally killed, like, millions of people. Um, and that's why Alphabet Squadron is trying to track them down. And this book this book does a really, really good job of, like, delving into Shadowing and, like, what they're going through. Like, uh, the head of Shadowing, his name is Soren Keys, and he's probably my favorite character in the entire uh, series. 
and his whole deal is like the person that he's the people that he's loyal to are his are the other pilots like the the only thing that he cares about is a future for his pilots and he's trying to figure out what that's going to mean because he tried to convince them all to leave and that didn't work so they're still a part of the empire but the war is basically already over and so he has to figure out what the fuck to do uh and that's a there's a so, very complicated okay so basically these guys but, are part of the empire which no longer exists and they are carrying out the final orders of a dead empire and this guy is trying to convince yeah. them that there's maybe more to life and they're like no no we're just going to yes. continue to do this thing now it, it's it's complicated but yes that is a that is a decent enough simplification uh it, it works for our purposes or he's trying to give them a purpose again because uh the thing about operation cinder is that it didn't take all that long like they did operation cinder within like a month and then the re the books is after that's already done so it's like okay they followed the emperor's instructions they destroyed a planet now what do we do there's no more instructions and what, now um, the, like there's no forgiveness what, what method no did they use to us. destroy these planets with did they just go down there and start shooting stuff or do they have their own death stars or um, something so uh it depends it depends based on what planet it is basically uh, in shadow wings case they oh god i'm trying to remember the details now it was something related to the weather of the planet that they were destroying okay. they were like fuck they were like they had some sort of machine that like created typhoons and shit i think if i remember right, right. okay so, uh, so this wasn't Singer these guys responsible for forms. killing all the planets they had like one planet they were assigned to or something no yeah they had one specific planet okay that they and were, when they that blew they that destroyed. up now there's nothing but, after that because they've no longer receive instruction because the empire's gone that's correct. rebel without yes. a cause and all that and exact yeah, rebel with yeah exactly that and Soren Keys is trying to like is trying to save them in his mind. What he ends up doing is he actually figures out that uh, the Emperor's messenger, which is like this robot that gave them the instructions for uh, Operation Cinder, uh, that thing uh, has like a has like a record of all of the Emperor of or God, I'm not explaining this very well. The Emperor's Messenger has a record of every horrible action that was ever done by any Imperial. Like, anything that the Emperor could get his hands on is, is like, located in this massive databank on Coruscant. And Soren Keys very quickly decides that he has to destroy that. Because if the New Republic can get their hands on this, like, giant databank full of all of everybody who ever did anything bad while they were serving the empire then they're gonna spend the next like decade prosecuting them and putting them in, in camps and possibly killing them at least that's his got assumption. it they have to escape to brazil so they the, don't have to face the nuremberg trials got it yes yes basically that's exactly what he's yeah he's trying he's trying to save shadowing more than anything that's what he wants and not just shadowing but also the empire as a whole he is tr he's thinking long term he does not want the new republic to have a record of the atrocities committed by the empire by the empire because he thinks that they will use it to 
uh, hunt down any former Imperial, and he thinks that that's horrible because it's not their fault. They were just following orders. Now, Got it. you could have we could have a a long drawn out conversation about whether or not it's their fault, but that's that's the long and short. Okay, of it so for, this isn't about him. like protecting the Empire or protecting the records of the Empire because he thinks that that was like they're the tops. He just wants to save people from the consequences of the Empire's actions. That is correct. Okay. Yes. All right. That's morally uh, complex. Any. It is very morally complex. And that's the whole point of the book. Like, it's so, so well written. Meanwhile, you have these alphabet squadron people who, like, Chas wants to be a martyr. Uh, Will is, like, he, like, grew up riding these, like, these, like, winged beasts. And so he's, like, a fucking cinnamon bun. Like, he, all he wants to do is fly and he doesn't want to kill. He's, he's, like, this super kind, compassionate person. And he's forced into this situation where he has to keep hunting down these shadowing people who did all these horrible things. And he eventually decides that he just doesn't want to fight anymore. He's like, I don't even care anymore. Like, I'm done. I don't want to fight. I'm like, the war is over and I don't want to do this anymore. And then like the rest of the alphabet squadron like freaks out because they're like, well, the mission's not done. We can't stop now. And he's like, my mission's done. Like, I like the Whoa, war. It's is like parallels. Over, even if it's not, this guy's fighting a war that's still going. Yes. And the other team is fighting a war that's over. Whoa. Exactly. Exactly. You understand. It's there's so much complexity to this. Like, I have a feeling that I'll be coming back to this trilogy for years. Uh, and I'm probably always going to have find another new aspect to it that I didn't consider before. It's so, so intricate. And I love that. But also, it is occasionally hard to read. <laughs> like, because of the way it's written, like, it's it's very technical. So, like, a lot of the battles are, like, hard to follow unless you know a lot about how each individual ship works. Because each member of the Alphabet Squadron has their own ship. There's a U-Wing, an A-Wing, a B-Wing, an X-Wing, and, and then you have the ties, and, like, that's the whole thing. Like, this book does not hold back at all. It's a very mature book. And it does, and it goes into a lot of technical detail and technical jargon, which can be frustrating to someone who isn't very familiar with it. I got used to it after a while, I, but like I had to read the first two books multiple times before I felt like I really understood everything that actually happened in the battles. And I have a feeling that the same is going to be true with this one because like it's very. But oh my god, I had this. There was this one moment where. Uh, Will was having a duel with Soren Keys, and they're like they're in like this unique atmosphere where like their instruments can like basically don't work, and so they're just flying by sight alone. Uh, and Will was having the time of his life, and he you know he feels like he's reconnecting with his childhood, and he's like, oh my god, this is this is what flying is meant to be. It's meant to be like now this, this is pod racing, basically, yeah. Uh, like, you know, he's just, he's in his element, but then he realizes that he actually has to fucking kill, uh, Soren Keys, and he, like, has this incredibly, uh, powerful emotional moment where he's talking about how, like, if he burdens his younger self with a soldier's, um, with a soldier's duty, 
in this moment, it's going to fundamentally change him forever. Like, which, which like literally made me cry. Like this, uh, he's, and also him, like he's literally crying as he's firing his lasers to kill Soren Keys because he's, he's basically a giant pussy. And I say that in as endearingly as humanly possible <laughs> because I love his character, but he's a giant pussy. <laughs> well, sweet. Uh, and uh, oh my God. Like I, I very much enjoy this trilogy of books, but I think that the alphabet squadron is the worst possible uh, first trilogy to read if you've never read Star Wars books before. It is it is hard to get into. There is a le- there is a steep ass learning curve to these books. But the, the the books are made for people like me, people who understand the universe and understand like the larger. There's a lot of tie-ins to other stories, like Hera from Rebels is there, and there's a lot of references to the aftermath trilogy, and that's a whole fucking thing. And there's a lot of Hera references was the to Twi'lek, right? uh, all kinds. Yes, yeah. that's right, cool. Hera. I'm, I, good I, job. I did it. I did it. I did a Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> uh, yes, Hera was. She the was the grumpy mom. She's a general now. She was the grumpy mom. She's a general now. She's in charge of Alphabet Squadron, and then and she's in charge of the uh, of uh, what is like a re- uh, repurposed star destroyer, uh, which is a super weird thing. That is a super like, weird thing. That's another thing. thing about this book is that is that uh, so like Hera is in Hera and Alphabet Squadron is in a star destroyer hunting down Shadow Wing, who are in this like tiny ass. They're in this tiny little like bulk freighter that's like welded together with like you know with like gum practically uh which is like a like a a strange role reversal for how the rebels and empire usually you know engage with each other like you know Hera uh mentions multiple times how uncomfortable she feels like hunting down this smaller ship because she's been in that smaller ship not that specific one but you know uh, the metaphorical smaller ship, like, for most of her freaking life, you know, like, that's how she always did it. She's been a freedom fighter for years, and now she's, like, part of the winning team, and that's a whole thing, and it's just, god now damn it, she's dude. the oppressor. This book, this book does such a good job at fleshing out this period of the Star Wars timeline, uh, like, you know, like, of the t- like basically that one year between Endor and Jakku. And I I really really enjoy it for what it is. Uh I can't even give the series a like rating because that's like hard to even conceptualize, but if I ha- if I absolutely had to, I I think I'd give it like a 9. It's really really good. Uh and that's it. In my humble opinion, the Alphabet Squadron trilogy uh is fantastic and flushes out the universe and asks questions that Star Wars stories almost never ask. And I love it for that. That's it. Nice. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, I've got a, cu- so I've got a couple that got? I kind of was considering, but I guess I'll, I'll either do a rapid fire here or I'll, I'll start with this. Adam, how far into Supernatural are you? Yeah. Uh, I am now uh, like a few episodes into season six. Okay, I don't. So I don't actually know how many seasons there are, but uh, there's fifteen. Okay, well, the apocalypse is averted. The apocalypse. is That averted doesn't mean a and, thing. That uh, happens the last... all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, the last episode I watched, uh, Dean became a vampire, 
and because Sam let him become a vampire or whatever. That's the I legitimately do I not even remember that happening. Uh, anyway, I oh, we'll I went around right. to eventually watching the final season because I was like, hey, I wonder how this show ends. Uh, can I talk about the final season? I don't want to. I do not want spoilers. Then never mind. I'm not going to do Just that one it. then. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thank well you. then I Appreciate then I guess I'll do uh, nothing. I I don't have any good ones. <laughs> never mind. Aw, well that sucks. All right. Well, this is going to be a little bit of a short episode, but not too much. It's almost an hour. Uh, so, uh, those were the complaints this week. If you can't complain, share it with your friends. Bye!